welcome to the Radiant Podcast. I'm your host, Kelsey Chapman, and if there's one thing I believe, it's that you're capable of making your dreams a reality and that the world needs you to be living out your purpose. One thing I love is to chat with people doing impactful work in hopes that we can all learn something from the conversation. Not to mention, we get to apply all of that wisdom to our own journey. Each week, you will hear just that here at the Radiant Podcast. So without further ado, let's get to it. Welcome back to the Radiant Podcast. And this week, we have my friend and mentor, seriously, guys, big time mentor. There's even a chapter about her in my book, Catherine Toon, joining us for the podcast. Anytime I have the privilege of having her here on the Radiant Podcast, introducing her to a friend of which I have done countless times or have her speak at a Radiant Retreat, I know that my people are going to be impacted for the better. She just carries a sense of healing and wholeness with her wherever she goes. And today, I love her conversation because we talk so much about pivoting. And Catherine herself pivoted but she had a lot at stake. She left her medical career as a doctor to totally pivot and step into a new expression of healing, but carrying that same passion just with a different expression. So I love our conversation today because a lot of us, guys, this has been the year of pivoting for me. Um, a lot of us are going to pivot in our lifetime and in our careers. And better to hear it from someone who has had the ultimate pivot. I mean, it's a lot to walk away from your medical career after all those student loans, all the things, all those years invested in that. And so I just love our conversation. There's so much more to that story too. And again, like I said, she just carries healing and wholeness wherever she goes. So guys, if you love this episode, screenshot this and share it. We want to hear about it and share it in your Instagram stories and tag Catherine and I so we can see who's listening and what part of the episode you loved. And I'm not going to lie, it helps spread the word about the radio podcast. So I'm not going to keep you here any longer. Without further ado, let's get to it. I can't wait for y'all to meet Catherine. Hey, Catherine. Hey, Kelsey. Well, everyone hears me talk about you here on the radio podcast all the time. But guys, this is Catherine Toon, one of the mentors who have been so pivotal, pivotal and impactful in my life thus far, um, I know that I reference her like every episode on this podcast. <laughs> so I'm so excited to introduce you guys to her again. She is back for a second time. So Catherine, can you tell everyone a little bit about you, who you are, what you do, all the things? Wow. Well, apparently, um, yeah. So hi, Kelsey. This is so much fun to be on here. And thank you. Super kind words. You know, I love you and you know how much, much it's amazing to be able to find just incredible daughters and sisters to pour into. Uh, and that is awesome. So, you know, everyone here knows that Kelsey, you're the bomb. <laughs> so you are so easy to love and to give to. And that's just a, ha just a happy thing. Yeah. Yeah. So, wow. Uh, trying to figure out uh, what would be actually interesting uh, for you guys to know. I haven't always been in ministry, um, or at least uh, kind of we're getting a little broader in what we define ministry these days, aren't we? Um, but I, I, my original career was that in medicine. So I actually practiced uh, full-time in internal medicine. I was a board-certified uh, internal medicine doctor. And, you know, by that time, honestly, after a couple years of that, I was really burnt out. Um, 
basically because when I had been going through, you know, when I was growing up uh, and choosing my vocation, I just had some uh, compromise in how I was viewing things. And that was for honest reasons. We had a lot of performance in our lives. There was some abuse in our lives and that kind of thing. And so I kind of learned the name of the game was performance. Uh, And not just, you know, we're all called to perform. So performance is good. It's just when you're using it to try to prove something, to try to prove that you're worthwhile, that you have value. If your value is based on your performance, then you're never secure. So anyway, age seven, I kind of learned this, uh, this lie that you are as valuable as what you do. So I figured if that was the name of the game, I would do the hardest thing I could think of in my little seven-year-old brain. And that was to become a medical doctor. So that I set that, that vow set me on a course to do something actually that the Lord really was not didn't really have for me. And I didn't consult him. I just kind of went forward and kind of barreled my way through. And I did it in a, you know, everything had to be Ivy League and all the bells and whistles and types of things you think of for someone to perform academically. So I did that and I love the academic challenge. I totally love my patients, but actually it wasn't the vocation that the Lord had for me he actually had ministry for me, but I was, did not consult him with that. So by the time I was in a couple of years of practice, it's so intense and you pour so much of your life to getting there um, that if it's not something that the Lord had a grace on, uh, you were just going to be pooped and burn out. And that's where I found myself. So, uh, so I, um, by that time I was pregnant with my first child and I threw myself into raising my, my family. And meanwhile, my husband, who had had a military, uh, naval military high-level career, we were just moving from place to place. For those of you who have military family experience, or maybe that's your situation, you know what the dance is every two, three years. And that made it really difficult to get a, a medical license, which I could have if I was motivated, but I did not have the heart to do it. So I threw myself into raising my kids and I threw myself into, wow, learning about Jesus. I finally had some time. So the study skills that I kind of used in medical school to excel in that, I really dove in because I, I couldn't get enough. So I studied, studied. I was just inhaling as if I was eating food and breathing air for the first time, which is kind of accurate. Um, <laughs> and and uh, and then later on, the Lord called me into ministry, doing eventually doing what I do today um, as an author and speaker and a coach. And that's where I met Kelsey uh, and I guess that's, I'll pause there. (laughs) The rest is history. So, you know, I love, I love, love, love your story because I think it's a perfect illustration. And I've heard this feedback too from all of my friends who have met you because I literally introduce every single person I know. I think a friend just booked a session with you recently. We'll talk about it. But um, (laughs) they told me, so no HIPAA issues. Um, But I, um, you know, I love your story because it really illustrates pivoting um, and pivoting when you have a lot at stake. You know, it is super rare that a medical doctor pivots after all of those years put in and all of that money put in. Mm -hmm. Um, But still, 
you gave yourself room and space to pivot. So can you talk about that? Because uh, from the feedback I've gotten from friends, I mean, especially one of my friends, Meredith, who's been on here as well, um, just it's so rare. And for people in the medical field, they totally recognize like that is really rare. Um, And so I think all of us are really scared when it when we're working at you know, a day job that maybe we've worked really hard to get to where we are. Um, but we know it's time for a change, but we put in all that hard work and time and here we are changing, but you are the perfect person to speak to that. Well, I, I I love that. And thank you. Um, well, you know, I, I think the thing for me that helped me pivot quote unquote was the fact that you kind of reach a point where, wow, staying in requires a lot of um, energy and things. And if it's not giving life to you or the grace is lifted, sometimes it was totally giving life to you, but you're in a different season. And so staying where there's not really a grace to stay um, is, you know, life is, you only have a certain number of years on the planet. Um, and of course we're all leaving for 120 plus all of that, but I'm just saying you ha- only have so long to make an impact and do the things that are fulfilling. So, uh, so if you are n- not willing to let things go and trust God in that process, you will end up, um, paying such a price, uh, you know, the price of regret is always greater than the price of risk. I'm going to say that again. Oh, I love that. Because that was a Jesus thing right there because I didn't have that before. So the price of regret is always greater than the price of risk. And, you know, if you step out at a risk and you just bomb, right? You bomb, okay? Well, you know, the only thing that happened is that some you, you tried something that didn't work. Maybe you were testing the waters on something that wasn't exactly it, but you can always glean and recover, okay? But you can't get the time back for staying someplace where you're not supposed to be. And the other thing that also helps you pivot is the fact that when you stay in a role that God doesn't have for you anymore, that is actually now someone else's role. And if you stay in there, they can't fulfill their pivot, right? Because you're like taking up the space. Yeah. <laughs> so moving on uh, with something of something new that the Lord has for you is actually where life is. You're actually living. You're actually living your life. And so, you know, it's always either the fear and whatever, but you are truly alive when you're truly tracking with the reasons that you were put on the planet. And those are never going to be sort of mundane, run-of-the-mill um, reasons, even though sometimes God may call you for seasons and something that seems mundane and run-of-the-mill, but there's something amazing and rich and powerful there that you know is you. But in that place, you're, you're tracking with what God had for you, and you are truly alive in it. And life is too short to live it not fully alive. Oh, I love that. I, right? I really can't get over that. The price of regret is greater than the price of risk. Like that is so good and very true for my story. You know that. Oh yeah, so true. And Kelsey, let me just say, can I, let me just brag on you a little bit, Kelsey. I love you so much. And I, I just want you to really um, embrace because Kelsey is so approachable and so relatable and so authentic that sometimes you can kind of miss 
the greatness that's been put before you as a leader. And granted, she may be like two steps ahead of you kind of in whatever that is. But I, you know, if you've been linked up with Kelsey, it's because she really has a calling on her life to lead by example and lead by doing the very things that she has is kind of proposing to you. So she doesn't propose things to you that she hasn't done or isn't doing. So I, I just really want to uh, you to kind of remember and value that and not get so familiar um, that you're not able to receive of the greatness of who she is. So I just wanted to put that plug right there. <laughs> well, thank you. Um, you know, I think you've watched in this season it requiring a lot of risk um, for the last three years, you know, running something that felt so risk risky. And I like safety and security. Like I have yearned for the day, um, you know, to feel bear like feel like my business is safe and secure but for so long I had built a business that was really ruled by algorithms that changed every month and so it's not that I wasn't trying to build something safe and secure it's just I couldn't and so I you've walked with me through that but I'm so glad because you know all of that stress and all of that discomfort. I think this year, you know, my word for the year was expansion. <laughs> and yeah. I thought that was like, oh man, yay. What a positive word for the year until I realized expansion is really uncomfortable. And it meant my whole <laughs> business went away overnight so I could step right. into what I was really meant to do. So right. just beware of your really fluffy words, guys. Um, but I'm so glad because, you know, that business, while it was really stressful and very uncomfortable, I'm so glad I took the risk because it set me up for new things and new opportunities that I'm so glad to be stepping into. And so um, risk is always worth it. It's not comfortable, but it's better than regret. And I think I, I think that's just such a great, man, the one-liner of the day. So, right. um, so, you know, you go on from, you know, your medical career and you start just diving into the work. What happened from there? I know you ended up doing some ministry work with various ministries and then segued into your own. So can you kind of tell us about Absolutely. everything? Absolutely. So, uh, you know, I started, I started doing some of my own stuff, Bible studies and things like that. And of course, um, you know, we moved around a lot. So it wasn't like, uh, you know, and I was really, and my kids were young. And my husband would be on deployment. Uh, the longest deployment he went out was a year. It really sucked. And, um, you know, and I had young babies and all of that. But, you know, it's amazing how you grow in that. But finally, uh, when my husband was getting ready to retire from his military career and then pivot into a, um, uh, a another career outside the military, uh, you know, we asked the Lord, we said, God, you know, we'll go anywhere you want. But if it would be Colorado, that would be great. And he said, I have need of you there. So uh, we stepped out uh, with a job that wasn't a total match for him, but it was a job that was in Colorado and brought us back to the Colorado Springs where my original practice was. And so moved here, got connected with someone else's ministry and really served and was behind the scenes and just poured in, poured in, poured in for 10 years. Um, I knew I had, by this time, I knew I had a really large call with speaking and, and writing and coaching, all those things, but it was all really about the other person. And that was fine. And there was a season where I was really uh, hidden 
Okay. And it was kind of interesting because as my heart was being healed in various places, I learned how to really settle my identity. Remember I talked about, uh, when I went into medicine, my identity was all in medicine, right? Because I hadn't had the value given. I mean, there's a lot of uh, abuse and breakdown in my past. Uh, so I, I hadn't learned who Catherine Tune is and that, wow, she's amazing in and of herself because God created me to be that way. Um, and just like he created you to be that way. And so I, I had to really, in the place of hiddenness and in the place where I had to actually get healed of getting identity from ministry, you can get identity from anything, from your kids, from anything else like that, from your job, from your spouse, you know, from your fitness, you know, from your eating routine, whatever. There's all sorts of things when we uh, when we start to get our identity from anyone else but the one who created us and thinks we're amazing, created us in love, chose us, created us as his workmanship. When we get identity from anything else like that, it is really shifting sands, and we'll end up. and And it's interesting because even though um, you know it was interesting when I before I got married to my husband, I you know uh, men were an idol, and so the Lord was like, "Yes, absolutely, I have a husband for you." And you're just not going to find him until you are resting in me and are not seeking to get identity through him. Uh, but, you know, when you're resting in me and you're good with you and you and me, well, there he pops up and that's exactly how it happened. Uh, and so he had to, to uh, uh, minister to me and help my heart heal. So I wasn't getting identity from anyone other than him. And that is your, um, your safe place, you know, in the place where things are, you know, the world changes so fast and the algorithms that go up and down and all of that different thing. And there are just so many unknowns. So where are you going to be safe in a place that's just fraught with change and, and risk, you know, there is risk. And where are you going to be safe? Where can you be settled? And that is your happy place of being settled where maybe there's chaos around you, but you know what? There's that place of peace and you know who you are and you know who he is, and you know that he is behind you and he's going to take care of you. And that is priceless. So I, I did serve for 10 years in someone else's ministry. And honestly, by that time, I was kind of pooped. But it was around that time when the Lord said, Catherine, it's time for you to, to go out on your own and do your own ministry. So I started a ministry called Imprint. Uh, and then later on, a 501c3 um, Catherine T. Ministries. So I have two in LLC and, and Catherine T. Ministries. And, um, uh, and it was funny because by that time, it was not an idol anymore. As a matter of fact, uh, I was kind of pooped. So I thought, oh my God, now we got to do ministry. <laughs> yeah. so I talked to the Lord. I said, Lord, I am willing to do this because there's stuff in my heart. Um, but, you know, take care of the bills, take care of my family. We're, we'll be good to go. And he has been unbelievably faithful in that because I knew nothing about a lot of the practicalities of running a ministry, um, you know, uh, social media. I mean, I could spell Facebook, but that was about it. And, and Instagram, that was even a, you know, bigger question mark. And then websites and all of that marketing, all of that. How do you write a book? How do you get published? All of that was completely a black box. And the Lord has been so faithful to bring so many people that, wow, this is their wheelhouse. And they were able to step in and bring the pieces that I didn't have. And it, it, 
God is amazing at orchestrating in the place where you have a hole. Well, I'm going to bring someone to fill that hole uh, because, yeah, that's what's required. You know, where you have a vision, God will have provision for the vision if it's his vision. And so, right. And so a lot of times when you're not seeing that provision for your vision and you know, it's a God thing. It's like, God, you brought me here. So, wow, we're at the Red Sea here. You know, what's the deal? And it's an issue of, um, of, of being awakened and having your eyes open to the provision that is there and being um, open that, wow, it may not look like what I thought it was going to look like. Um, but he is just masterful at, at, at making sure that those pieces come together because it's his baby through you in your business, in your ministry, in your writing a book, you know, whatever you have. And I know I'm talking to a lot of high power, amazing women that have such amazing calls on their lives in so many different arenas. And, you know, he, you, you can just trust him with that. And that is your happy, safe place um, as you're learning how to rest uh, with a lot of unknowns. Man, I love that. And I loved the word provision for the vision. And obviously he's done that for you and he's done that for me. Can you talk a little bit more though about the discomfort of that? Because this whole year has been (laughs) me learning to trust. Um, But I think we learned some of those, the best trust lessons in the hardest seasons. Like it's just a hard lesson to learn. um, It is a hard lesson. When everything's going great, you know, it kind of comes in the hard ones. Oh, absolutely. I mean, because the thing is, if there's not a stretch, you're not growing. And so in the place of where do I learn to trust? Because, you know, I, I'm, I know I'm speaking to a lot of women who actually are so gifted. So you're used to being able to like figure it out and work it out and use my skills and use my influence and all those things. And God gave you every single bit of that. So that is awesome. But he never gave it to you to operate independent of him just in your own strength. And that's where we get exhausted. That's where we get burnt out. And that's where, oh my goodness, it's just not fun anymore. And so, but in the place where, wow, you know, I'm being upgraded, there's a, I'm pivoting, uh, and there's this space and what that looks like. I don't know what that is. And you know what? I've got bills to pay and I have all these things to take care of, all these responsibilities. And so what does that look like in the place where I've kind of left where I was, but I've not gotten to the place where I'm going and I'm not even sure exactly where. I'm going. And, you know, and that is a place of unknown. It's a place of discomfort. And so what are you going to retreat to in that place? Because, you know, uh, the, you know, you'll hear all the voices, the fearful voices of what if, and how I'm going to pay the bills. And what if this happens? And what if I lose my, you know, you lose my home and all these different things, uh, that is such a source of torment. And what, what I tell people, Listen, if God can't be God in your place of biggest need and kind of like, wow, I don't have to offer here. I have no, I have no bright idea. Um, I, not, nothing that I've done in the past is going to work here. And so I've got this big, I, I can't really see where I'm going. And so that is the place where you really are out on a ledge, but it's a place of growth. Because listen, uh, God said that that he, he gives us above all that we can think, ask, or dream. And so what is that? That is an enlarging process. And anytime you yield to fear, you shrink down to less than who you are. 
And then, right. And then when you step out and say, okay, I'm taking a risk and it's kind of afraid, but, but, you know, you realize, wow, but I am not doing this by myself. And, you know, even if it say it's a bad, say it's like the wrong decision. Okay. Like, you know, it was the wrong decision. Um, worst case scenario, you know, what, what, what can happen if this is the wrong decision? Well, you know what? God can handle a lot of false starts. He can handle a lot of, wow, that was kind of what I meant, but not really what I meant. So you kind of went off and started wandering off and that you didn't go so good, right? Well, you know what? He can get you right back on track. So the the thing is this, if you are open and really, and he will lead you by your desires and he will lead you by your dreams, uh, especially as you're learning uh, to rest in who he made you to be and to rest in who he is. And that is a learning process. But learning to rest in the storm, that means that you are unstoppable, right? Because what's going to be thrown at you right? That's going to stop you because you got all these threats. This could happen. The the bottom could fall out, you know, blah, 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 all these things. But you know what? We're still here. I mean, it's a miracle that every single one of us is still, we're still here. <laughs> and so if we're still here now, we're going to be there, even if we make a mistake or, you know, in, in, the, in the transition process of, wow, we're walking out what we're supposed to be walking out and it's not comfortable. And so it's, it's a place of retreating back to who God is and God is love. And what does love do? He casts out fear. You can have peace right in the middle and staying in that place of communion and connection is what allows us to release the greatness that he's placed inside each and every one of us. So I loved what you had to say there. And honestly, it just, it just reminds me of all the hours A, have spent on your couch and B, just how impactful what you have to say has been in the trajectory of my career um, and how I carry it. So you work with a lot of people on executive coaching and a blend of kind of getting whole, healing up old wounds and really helping propel them into their destiny in the sense that like, helping them steward and carry what they were meant to carry because we really can't do it alone and we need to be healthy to carry our visions and our dreams as far as we want to carry them. I know people have heard me tell the story on here of, you know, before I went out on my own, I worked for someone where every employee quit in one day and he had said, yeah, I don't keep, I can't keep people longer than six months. He knew that. And that was shocking for me because I thought, at what point are you willing to change if you can't keep your employees because of some of your behaviors? Because ultimately, that's going to affect the bottom line of your dream if you have to retrain everyone every month. And so that was a really big indicator of like, oh, my audience can tell me I'm wonderful all day long. Um, And it could be easy to believe that. But if the people in my inner circle Um, are not getting the very best of me, and they're not being impacted, I'm probably missing it. So it it sent me down this journey of like, I really want to be whole and healed up enough to carry my dream for the long haul. And you help a lot of people do that. So what are some um, common patterns you see? What are what's What's a way that you, what's something to focus on for our listeners, um, that they could start working towards health and wholeness, uh, ment- mentally, physically, and spiritually to really carry their dreams for the long haul. Absolutely. So, um, uh, uh, you know, I, I think what, 
what the key is, and I think it boils back to a few really uh, profound things. Um, uh, number one, who is God and knowing him kind of accurately and who is God for me and who is God for you right now? Who does he want to be for you that you can't be for yourself? And number two, knowing that allows you and growing in that revelation, because it's not like, wow, I, I nailed him. God, I got you. Okay. I can't learn anything else. <laughs> but, um, but, and then growing in the revelation of who we really are, who are our, our foundational identity. And so because everything we do in terms of the greatness of the impact that we're going to have uh, for other people in our businesses and ministries, whatever you have for our children, in our uh, marriages, you know, whatever it is that you've got before you in terms of what you do is going is is really stemming from the place of who you are. And in the place where we learn lies of I'm not enough or I can't do this or uh, my value is based on something else other than who I intrinsically am or lies about, wow, you know, God is not there to provide or protect, or I have to do this all by myself. All of those lies that end up filtering into our subconscious are drivers that undermine us and plague us in our performance, or maybe your performance is awesome, but you're miserable. Okay, or you're striving in the performance, right? And so God never intended you to strive. He intended you to perform, but not strive. And so um, in the place where you learn to strive in order to be or strive in order to have this, because I have to have this in order to be okay, we can never rest. And God, right? And and rest is crucial. Rest is the flavor of faith. And so where you're having a struggle with your faith, there's something undermining it because the word says that faith works by love and love is a person. Love is the person, is, is God. And so um, and so in that place where we're, we're resting in that, we're able to see ourselves uh, with 2020 vision or more 2020 vision. And out of that place, we're able to, uh, perform and do the amazing things from a position of rest. Why? Because we were created for a purpose, um, and and we were uh, crafted for that. The, we were crafted for the purpose, and the purpose was a craft crafted for us. And so, as we're really tracking with who we really are and able to settle in that, then we're just able to automatically perform out of that place from a place of rest. Even though you could be working hard, it's not a toil. Uh, that is good. And been one of my personal lessons. So how do you learn to rest if you're not wired that way? Because that for me, I described the year where I was trying to learn to rest as feeling like I was living in a straight jacket. So can you help the doers right. in the audience oh, uh, I understand that. how to learn Sorry. to rest? Absolutely. Sorry. I didn't mean to talk over you. Kelsey. Oh, you're fine. Um, so, well, I, boy, yes, I can relate <laughs> because I, you know, I'm kind of a double A person, you know, so type A. And so, um, uh, performance was the name of the game. And so I felt like if I wasn't doing, I was behind. And part of the challenge was, is I felt like I was intrinsically behind because if you're not enough in and of yourself, you will always feel behind because you can never do enough to be enough. Okay. So if you're not enough without it, you're not going to be enough with it. So you're constantly chasing your tail because there's constantly more and constantly more and constantly more. And, you know, for me, uh, kind of when I 
was the Lord really, oh my goodness, did he nail me in a very happy way. It wasn't a nasty way. It was just a necessary lesson. And so, um, uh, he, in the place where he really kind of put me on a shelf for a period of time that I was able to do stuff and whatever, but I was very hidden and I had to learn that I was enough that he was enough and that I was enough. And he was not going to let me bypass this. So anything I did to try to start to um, perform my way into a sense of value or a sense of worth or a sense of security, um, really, it just kind of got sidelined for a, a period of time. So really all I had was him. And he was all about showing me to me. And I remember one time I had this uh, prophet come to my home and she was kind of strange, but she, <laughs> but she basically said for two weeks, I really feel the Lord just wants you to sit for 45 minutes and put on worship music and do nothing. And I was like, oh crap. Okay. So I did do that because I knew it was God, but it was like, Oh, it was hell. I was like, I'm five minutes in. Are we done? Are we done? Are we done? I couldn't, I, I had to had that, that whole thing in me that had to do constantly. Um, it was based on some, a driver that, um, that needed to be taken care of. And that was that whole driver that had been driving me my whole life that in order to be good enough, I had to do, do, do. Um, and since I was never good enough, since I could never do enough, I was never good enough. So you were always behind and he was going to, um, work that puppy out of me. So he started me on this journey where he kind of, um, uh, took me off of, you know, all the assignments where I was kind of gaining my identity and I had to start to get my identity in him. And it was amazing. I started, I, I, the only place of comfort in that, and this is, this will be helpful for you was really diving in to get to know, gee whiz, what's your voice like? What are you like? You know, I'm hurting in this area. I'm confused in this area. I'm afraid in this area. Um, I'm tormented in this area. And it was such a deep process that he had to heal those wounds. And he, he was after those wounds because he did not want me driven by anything. He wanted me led. Um, the word of God says that the sons of God or, and the daughters of God are led by the spirit of God. And he's not going to lead by fear. He's not going to lead by condemnation. He's not going to lead by, um, by, you know, I, I demand that you, uh, you know, by control or demanding, he's going to lead by love and he's going to lead by desire. And so sometimes that place where, where we're, um, you know, where you're, maybe you are in a place where you're, wow, you know, what am I, what am I doing here? And, you know, I, I feel really scared or I feel really, wow, what about this and this and this? And I, I, I tell people retreat back to the place of love. And so, and what do I mean by that? Because I know it's not, maybe that doesn't like, yeah, that sounds good, but I don't know what you mean, really. <laughs> so God is love. He's a person. And in the place where you can start to connect with him in your heart, um, you know, different people connect different ways. Some people have an internal voice. Some people see pictures. Some people, it's all about kind of journaling or letting him think through them. Sometimes it's a place of knowing and resting in the place of knowing. There's all sorts of ways, but he's the one that created you, that is delighted with you, regardless of your performance. He's the one that loves you. And he's the one that created you for something amazing and wants you to be released in something amazing. So in, so in that place where you start to connect with him, that peace comes up, uh, and it, and, and it's like, you just know, it's like, oh yeah, 
it's going to be okay. Oh yeah, right. I'm not alone. I don't have to do this alone. I'd have to come up with every single creative idea and the next step. And, you know, I don't have to figure it all out. That's torment right there to have to figure it all out. Um, all of that, I can rest and you can start to guide me and lead me because God is an amazing business person. He's amazing parent. He's amazing, um, financier. He's amazing provider. He's amazing healer. He's all of that. And he wants to be that for his daughters and his sons. He wants to be everything for them so that they can do what they're called to do. And so really um, gelling in that relationship with him. And everybody has some sort of relationship with him. You may not call it the exact same thing, um, but everybody was made in the image and likeness of God. And everybody is, you know, God, God really is love. And, and, you know, he is wild about his kids and he wants them at peace and he wants them at rest. And he wants to be the answered question, even if you don't have the question answered. Ooh, that's good. That is good. Well, Catherine, you've written a book and I'm pretty sure our listeners are going to love it. Scratch that. I'm certain. And so I want to leave plenty of time for you to tell us about Marked by Love, what the heart behind it was, what the response has been. Tell us all about it. Sure. Thank you for that. Um, So this is kind of my baby that I kind of first launched uh, when the Lord called me to launch Imprint. Um, He'd actually given me a vision about identity and how he had imprinted me personally with himself. Um, And so uh, he gave me this this, uh, vision of being marked by him even before I was born. Uh, it was, it was kind of cool. Actually, I'll share the vision because it might be meaningful to you. So I was actually really hurting, uh, because I had been, I, you know, I'd had a lot of abuse growing up and, you know, just rejection that has impact. And I realized there were places in my heart that just felt this pervasive sense of, well, of shame because there was the, the abuse and just hurt and rejection and all of that. And I was like, God, you know, I can't seem to shake this. I feel like who I am, there's just something just wrong with me or or whatever. And so he kind of took me into a vision. And this was actually me uh, actually in the womb. And so I was actually a little embryo. So I looked like a little shrimp. (laughs) And but I saw God, I actually saw Father God. um, And he um, actually uh, was picking me up as this little embryo that couldn't do anything and contribute anything. And I was put on the tip of his finger and as I was at the, and he was sort of displaying me like, wow, look, this is my daughter. Look how amazing she is and all this. And as I was kind of sitting on the tip of his finger, the imprint of his fingerprint was melting into my body. And literally he was marking me with himself and he was marking me with love because he is love. And so as he kind of presented me to whoever it was, it was like there was an eruption in heaven, like this is, wow, this is a daughter of God. You know, look at who she is and just the joy and celebration of how he feels about every single one of his kids. And there's no one outside that because he made everyone in his image and likeness. And he has marked everyone with himself Uh, he's marked everyone with love. And so the book is called Marked by Love. And it came out of that um, encounter. And the Lord had been giving me, boy, about 20 years worth of encounters in there about who he is as love and just what that means for every single 
person, that we're all accepted, that we're all beautiful, that we're all powerful, that we look unique, absolutely unique, that God's not mad at people. He's wild about his kids. And in the places, you know, where we really screw up and we do, we, we, dive into junk uh, that we have no business dying, diving into, and it hurts ourselves and it hurts other people. But he's all about helping you heal from that, not condemning you for that. He's the one to get you out of stuff that's hurting you and hurting others. And then also to help you track with the reasons that you were born. Uh, you know, he, um, the word of God talks about that we are his workmanship and the word workmanship is the word poema, which means poem, right? So you are his poem to the world. And so you manifesting and being unveiled with who you are and who he created you to be um, is something glorious and something powerful. And from that place, you will do the amazing things that he prearranged and made ready for you before the foundation of the world. And so really it's about um, uh, you being unveiled uh, the way he created you, which is glorious and breathtaking and one of a kind and has amazing things uh, that he's, he's prepared for you to do. Um, so anyway, so it's called Mark by Love, Unveiling the Substance of Your Identity. And one of the things that was really on my heart for that was that it not just be an informational book, was it to be you literally, as you open the page, you start to encounter the spirit of love, start to encounter God who really is love and to build you up and heal your heart and remind you of things and and reveal things that you'd never realized about yourself that are so amazing and heal things in your heart and all of those things so that you can move forward in the breathtaking purposes he has for you. So I also included things uh, called love encounter breaks that help you journal out and help you connect and help you encounter him because it's going to be healing. It's going to be good. It's going to be powerful and it's going to be life-changing. Oh, I love it, Catherine. I 10 out of 10 recommend your book, Working With You in Any Capacity. Guys, I, my life, I really feel like I was supposed to move to Colorado to meet Catherine and I'm so thankful for her wisdom and input in my life. And you guys can keep following along with her. Um, Catherine, why don't you tell them your website, how they can find you here in the online space, all the places. Absolutely. So uh, my website is uh, Catherine Tune. That's C-A-T-H-E-R-I-N-E, the log one. And the last name's Tune as in cartoon. T is in Tom, O-O-N is in Nancy, CatherineToon.com. And that has all my resources on there. I have a lot of free resources. So just take advantage of all those. I've done a lot of uh, teaching and video recordings. And uh, then I also have my books because I do have more than one uh, book available. Uh, if you want to go, if you're interested, interested in the book, you can go straight to Amazon because I do sell it on Amazon. I do have it on Audible. Uh, I'm getting it translated in Spanish, which is really fun. Uh, and then I also have a course. If you're someone like, wow, I really want to dive in there. I have a workbook to go along with it. So you just have lots of options and you can just choose, wow, this works for me. This doesn't work for me. If it blesses you, great. And if not, then you just do what blesses you. <laughs> so you need to be free. And then of course, I'm on Facebook and Instagram under Catherine Toon. Well, Catherine, thank you so much for joining us today. As always, it's a joy and I love you and you'll have to come back. Well, I love that, Kelsey. Anytime. You're amazing. 
hey, don't go yet. I would love it if you go over to iTunes right now and leave a review. I love hearing your feedback and it really makes a difference in getting the Radiant Podcast name out there. And while you're at it, why don't you subscribe and then share this episode on Facebook or Instagram or wherever your social media platform is of choice. Lastly, I'd love to keep up with each other. Come find me on Instagram at Kels Chapman and let's get to know each other. Cozy up for the holidays with 60% off everything at Banana Republic Factory, including soft sweaters, comfy pajamas, must-have gifts, and more for $9.99. Find your nearest store now, only at Banana Republic Factory. Get 50 through 70% off almost everything at Gap Factory and GapFactory.com. Plus, shop new doorbusters for the family, including outerwear, jeans, and our Gap logo crewneck sweatshirt. Find it all at Gap Factory or GapFactory.com through December 14th money. Sometimes it's hard to make it all add up. Thankfully, as part of your Microsoft 365 subscription, Money in Excel makes managing your finances a bit easier. Keep track of all your accounts in one place to help reach your financial goals. See how much you spent online last week. Set up a personalized budget. Get alerts about due payments and save for a rainy day as you stay on top of it all with Money in Excel. Buy now at Microsoft365.com slash budget.